So the big question is this, why well-being conscious women just like us who want to live a healthy and happy life are constantly feeling vulnerable like, what if I get attacked? And so many people who teach self-defense are tough men or martial artists who don't seem to understand what women really go through every day. How can we feel safer and be more confident in our personal safety? That is the question and this channel gives you the answer. My name is Kinko Hamilton and welcome to Rise Up Against Violence. Hi, welcome to the show. Today I have Daphne Robert Hamilton from Iron Mountain Tactical Training. Hi, Daphne. Good afternoon, Kinko. <laughs> so happy to have you. So I met Daphne through the Women's Self-Defense Summit. Um, we have a Facebook group and she was one of the participants. Thank you so much for joining the summit. That was great. Thank Good you. Good to have. Thank you. Yes. And uh, so we are going to have another summit coming up in this fall. And to gear up for that, um, I'll have to start really increasing the awareness of the woman uh, about soft, uh, self-defense and personal safety. And hey, there's a great instructors out there. So I just wanted to uh, interview you first. You specialize in training for visual cues for threats at 30 to 50 feet. Yes. Okay. Tell me, Daphne, why that is and why that's important. The, the key thing is if you are able to give yourself more time, then you have the ability to avoid escape and retreat a situation and avoid being in a harmful or violent situation. So being able to detect threats early allows you that, that luxury of time to make good decisions and not even be involved in either hand-to-hand -hand combat or um, pulling your firearm on somebody. Um, I find any close encounter, a failure in your ability to be situational aware to pick up threat at a distance. So the more distance you have, the more benefit it, it gives you to, again, avoid, escape, or retreat a situation. Um, so being able to identify a threat at 30 to 50 feet away again, gives you that time to make a better decision and not even be in a conflict or a violent encounter in the first place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think that's, I think that's super beneficial. And I don't know too many people that put that into their training. I've heard several um, of my peers discuss, you know, being able to pick up a threat early. But as far as training classes, the training classes that I've been to, they don't really implement that into their training. It's just mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, practicing the what if scenario scenarios when you're out and about and just watch people watching basically and seeing what you can pick up. And the thing about having 30 to 50 feet, again, it gives you enough distance to make a decision on your personal safety anything closer than that, you really jeopardize or increase the risk factor in your own personal protection. Um, I'm sure you've heard of the Tuller drill they've done at 21 feet where somebody can get to you within 1.5 seconds. So uh, you should be able to draw from your holster and get one shot off within 1.5 seconds. And not a lot of students that I've trained will train up to that level. Um, so again, having that distance factor of able to recognizing what's unusual, what's different about 
a person in a certain environment, any clues that you can get from um, behavior, dress, environmental context to kind of give you a heads up, I think the, the better it is. And also following, I think it was John Farnham that said, don't do stupid things with stupid people in stupid places. So that helps as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Daphne. So is that why, how did you get into this self-defense journey? Oh gosh, I think part of it is my personality. And when I was doing some research on my own, some people have a, war a warrior gene and some people don't. And taking training classes in either, um, so I did Taekwondo for a while and sparring and I took an edge weapons class and that type of thing. So taking different type of uh, defensive training classes really helps you show what your strong points are, but your weaknesses are. Um, and I don't have any issue at all defending myself, but it's good to know that in the training class. <laughs> um, I actually went with uh, a friend of mine to the edge weapons class and she was a petite lady um, originally from Poland. And when it came to defending herself when she was on the ground, because again, most women will end up on the ground, um, the instructor was saying, use your, what you can to defend yourself off on the ground. So he was trying to instruct to kick his kneecap off, basically. Mm -hmm. So kick his legs. And she couldn't bring herself to do it, even though it was a mock scenario and she wasn't using full force. She just couldn't bring herself to act violently. But again, that's good to know what your limits are in a training situation. And if you have that capacity for violence, for self-defense, you need to know that ahead of time. But some of us have that, that, I don't know, grit or that warrior gene, and some of us don't. And those that don't, there's certainly things that you can do that you can implement to, to add layers of deterrence around you to create kind of a protective shell if you don't have that that ability to to be violent hmm. very interesting so warrior gene you're referring that is to be violent it has well you know violence comes into play especially for self-protection um during the women's uh self-defense summit a lot of what i heard over and over again is that you have to be explosive and violent and it has to be quick and all of that is so that you can escape and run away. Um, you're not in a spurring match like in Taekwondo where it takes, you know, three to five minutes and you're sweating. No, self-defense is uh, explosive violence. And you have to be able to know that you're able to do that to protect yourself. And some people don't have that, cap that capacity. So. so, Daphne, how do you know if this audience... So let's say I'm watching an interview, right? Oh, do I have warrior gene? How do I know that? How do I find out? Again, a lot of it has to be put, being put in a situation mm -hmm. um, where it's out of context for you, where it's out of your comfort zone. So again, taking a class, um, either you know, a woman's self-defense class, just getting exposed to something that is not normal for you. So you can kind of say, oh, wow, that's really beyond what I can do. And actually participating is good as well. But I even know some ladies that can only watch a class and not participate, which is fine. But again, you have to know what you're able to do. And it might be um, kind of a slow integration process for you and baby steps. And you do have to kind of get out of your comfort zone a little bit. 
Um, but again, the only way you'll know for sure is to put yourself in some type of situation. Um, you won't know that just by your everyday living. Mm. Very good point. I totally agree with you. And uh, I love Taekwondo. It's such a great sport. <laughs> High kick. You know why I started um, martial arts is the, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, what's his name? Shoot. Mirko Krokop. Mirko Krokop from Croatia. Uh -huh. You know, the high, high left kick, right? Mm -hmm. And Taekwondo is the kind of same thing. I love that high kick. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but we don't really use those high kicks in self-defense, do we? Right. No, we don't. And you, a lot of it is because what we see. So we tend to use our, our fists more and that type of thing. But again, I try to avoid hand-to-hand -hand combat. <laughs> I don't want to be put in that situation whatsoever because being hit isn't a fun thing. So I'd rather, again, prevent all that by being situa situational aware mm -hmm. and being, it, it, it's a skill. You have to learn observation skills to know subtle changes, uh, be able to, to read a person's behavior, their dress and what it's like in that environmental context. Mm -hmm. it, it takes it takes training to observe that. Absolutely. So Daphne, you mentioned that you need to increase situational awareness, uh, you know, notice uh, subtle changes and stuff like that. That is, yes, absolutely. That's so important. Why, why do you think the top elements that women need to work on in order for us to really walk straight freely, you know, with confidence and really deal with or overcome what if I get attacked fear. So part of that is knowing the environments you're in and you might have to do a little area intelligence of, you know, what is your daily routines? Where do you go on a daily basis? What's, what's your routine? And I would do some area intelligence to find out um, what criminals, what crimes happen in the area uh, because I know that when I'm in different environments, my situational awareness bubble or color code changes. Um, so if you know you're going to be, uh, for example, when I worked in real estate and I had to wash my car a lot, so I went to the car wash. So I'd go to the car wash, get my car wash, and just drive away. Except for one day, I decided to go through the car wash, stop to vacuum out my car. And I knew that area wasn't a great area. I knew there was a lot of transients and a lot of drug addicts. So knowing that elevated my awareness where my head, I mean, was on a swivel and I was looking around just to make sure. And as I started vacuuming, I saw a transient. He was a good 70 feet away. Mm -hmm. We made eye contact and he started making a beeline straight to my direction. And before he got to 30 feet, I started using my body language with my hand out saying, no, stay away. And I looked right at him, direct eye contact, body language. And at that point, an attendant from the, the service I was at saw what was going on, ran out, grabbed the guy and moved him off the property. Mm -hmm. So that's an example of, you know, knowing the areas you're in so you know if you should be a little more relaxed or if you should keep your eyes up and your head on a swivel so that you you aren't surprised by something so that's important super important absolutely so why do you think Daphne what can we do right now to start elevating our confidence you mentioned that institutional awareness is important so what can we do right now to besides watching people people watching uh 
you know, and you start thinking about your mind, what you're going to do, what exactly would you recommend for us to start with? So confidence com comes with competence and competence comes with practice. So <laughs> um, again, it's just going to where you would normally go, the areas that you frequent and just start watching and looking for anything unusual. Um, I've heard that grocery stores, guys are now trying to pick up women in grocery stores. Whoa. Um, yeah. So, you know, keeping your eyes open, knowing who's in the aisle way, if you feel, and again, it's about, do I feel comfortable going down that aisle? Should I just, you know, go the next aisle and then come back to that aisle if I need something down there? So just being, you know, observant and then listening to your feelings of, am I feeling comfortable right now? And, and going ahead is, and making sure you're not going to get blocked, but it, it's just, uh, it's more of, again, it's practice. It's practicing. Okay. I'm observing. There's some, and there's a book called Blink. Mm -hmm. I think it's by Malcolm Gladwell. Our receptors, our perception is able to perceive dangerous things or threats a lot quicker than our conscious mind can put together. So that's where intuition comes in. So your breath, your eyes, your hearing, everything is gathering information in, but your brain's not able to process and say, okay, I could pinpoint what the threat is. You need to learn to respect your perception and your intuition. Your body is sounding off an alarm saying something about this context right now is not comfortable. So we just need to say, okay, I don't need to go down that aisle right now. I'll go around and I'll come back later or I'll come back another day. It's not that critical that I get whatever it is right now. So it's just practicing those things in the areas that you go to, um, you know, Home Depot, any big stores that you go to where there's more people, even though right now we're in a COVID situation where we have a little more space between people, which is kind of good for safety. But it's just a matter of, again, just practicing in daily life and just saying okay what decisions should I make am I feeling comfortable what am I observing um th that type of thing mm -hmm. so Daphne you what was what are you doing right now or what are you doing every day to increase your intuition or be more sus uh, susceptible to your intuition oh gosh that's a good question uh in our culture, we've really suppressed our intuition a lot by our polite culture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a, a tough thing. I think it's really about being comfortable with yourself and listening to yourself. And I think that's just something, either yoga, meditation, just something where you could quiet yourself down and not be bombarded by stimulus all day long. You have to have some quiet time. Um, and just get grounded and in tune with yourself so that you start listening to what your body is telling you. I think that's important. I, I know a lot of people are um, so busy that they, they forget about grounding themselves and paying attention to themselves. I think that's, I think actually um, somebody on the Women's Self-Defense Summit mentioned that as well. Uh, I think that it, it's something that, again, takes practice about learning to be listening to what your body's telling you mm. and not be distracted by everything else that's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, Daphne, since 2020 uh, started, I, I was doing that, but now I'm more strict. Like I do it every day. Like as soon as I wake up, I do my, I have my chi, like detoxing, breathing, breath work that I do. 
Then mm -hmm. I go into, I do that for a few minutes until I feel good. Then I go into meditation. It's a very short one, maybe five minutes, no more than 10 minutes. Then mm -hmm. I have a bike uh, downstairs. So I ride a bike for like 30 minutes, right? And uh, before breakfast, and I drink lots of water. But since I started doing that, I end positive words. I only use positive words now. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I have to say that is like a, I became my biggest cheerleader by becoming that. I think I can receive more intuition. And actually I was, even, I was lucky that I um, kind of got saved by not getting into the car accident that happened right in front of me and totaled three cars. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I was just thinking, because I know that you have young children. Yes. Game of hide and seek is another good way to increase your intuition. When you're being hunted, <laughs> when you're being hunted, you, you start, your senses really wake up. It's like, oh, okay, I'm sensing that they're, you know, five feet behind me. And so that's always a fun game too. Hmm. That's a very good one. Yes. I mean, if you're watching this and have a, a young children or even like teenager, why not? Right. Let's have fun. Maybe like five minutes, 10 minutes, um, hide and seek. Yeah. That's a great mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. That helps. And also if a little older, um, force on force playing paintball that's another area where you start you know your senses wake up so you're not you you're not hit but you're paying attention to what's going on around you mm -hmm. listening to your intuition so yeah that's awesome all right definitely so our intimate time is unfortunately coming to the end but is there anything else a word of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience oh gosh oh, i think i see this a lot a lot a lot in I do the best that I can to bite my tongue. Um, people oh, are don't so. Don't bite your tongue. Go ahead. Don't bite your tongue. Let's go. <laughs> so a lot of people are so focused on what kind of gun they should get or what kind of knife they should get, but mostly for now, it's women. They're getting, they're buying guns, and I have to bite my tongue and say, okay, first you you have to have the mindset. You have to have, you know, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to survive, and I'm going to do the training that's required. Um, to learn what my weak points and my strong points are. I need to know if I have that grit so that when there is a threat, I will unleash. So you have to know that um, before you get the equipment. I think that's lacking a lot. People straightly go to equipment. It's like giving somebody a hammer and they think they're you know, an expert, expert carpenter. And that's where I keep going, no, no. Mm. Yeah, they have, to, they have to back that up with a lot of good training. And it, Defensive handgun training is kind of like martial arts. It takes time to develop. And it's not, a lot of it, some of it is marksmanship skills. You have to have good shot placement, but more so it's about tactics and decision-making. That's the bulk of defensive shooting is, should I insert myself into this situation? Did I have time to evade, retreat and escape? Being in a gunfight is not to be in a gunfight in the first place. So. And that should be your last tool of last resort for sure. But I think people jump on too quickly on buying a gun without realizing what is all in company, what comes with that. So that's my, yeah. <laughs> no, I, yes, I absolutely agree with you. You know, I do knife training, I do um, all that. And I'm just looking at all those, you know, YouTube videos and that and people doing those gun defense, knife defense. I'm like, oh my God, um, you really never had to deal with those things. 
But anyways, that's why I wanted to start this channel to really bring you the uh, only the practical, effective and realistic um, defensive system or styles or tools that you can use every day in your life to elevate your self-confidence through self-defense. So Daphne, Robert Hamilton, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in where? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have uh, a Facebook page called I Am Tactical. And I have my website, which is im-tactical.com. Iron Mountain Tactical Training. You can also look me up there. Uh, yes. But I'm in nor northern Idaho. Okay, that 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 information is uh, uh, down below. You can click the description of this show, and you can see Daphne's information. So, Daphne, once again, thank you so much. She's in where? Northern Northern Idaho. Would you like to get the devices from the world's top self defense experts? If so, go and get your pass from www.womensselfdefensesummit.com.